thing here is that this takes sort of that, you know, Keynesian observation from early 20th century about like, oh, well, productivity will go up and automation will increase and that will give us immense leisure and we can maintain a high standard of living with less work. And of course, the story addresses that directly by saying we didn't get there and we know in our world we didn't get there. And in the world of the story, it's a little even more extreme where even the sort of white collar professional class is being pushed into sort of having a core job, but also having multiple gig jobs on top of that. And everyone's leisure is being ever more greatly cannibalized mm-hmm. um, in kind of a regimented way. I mean, this is this is kind of a seemingly sort of centrally regimented capitalism that um, I think is a little bit it's a little bit alien to us. It's not it's not exactly what we ended up with, but yeah. It you know it's not so like like the way that you know if you wanted to be a wag and I think this is kind of unfair you could say that like the the wonderful device that he comes up with where he says like in these housing developments for white collar workers like the amount of spending you do is like publicly displayed so your neighbors know that if you know whether your spending is contributing to their discounts because everything's about right. like this com- this complex of discount deals which by the way that's one of the most prescient parts of this novel because mm-hmm. like he envisions the complexity and the enticements of all these different schemes which we have seen crystallized in things like Amazon, you know, like all the different credit card offers. Anyway, mm-hmm. I'll stop rambling. I guess the point is like that, the display board thing, like almost feels like that. That's the thing that, um, that kind of overt, like centralized, both centralized and communalized display is something that Americans tend to eschew. Um, because we don't think that we're, we don't think that we're like the Chinese getting social credit scores and, mm-hmm. you know, at the same time, one might say that we live under regimes of control that are just as intensive as as those somewhat different, you know, sort of uh, Chinese yeah. regimes of control. Anyway, I'm just rambling and making the point that, like, there are interesting points of friction here between, like, the things that he predicted so perfectly and the things that feel a little bit alien. But the idea of I think the most the, the, the thing that, that feels most pointed here to me is just the idea that, like, leisure cannot be allowed to, to exist and mm-hmm. it must all be about more income so you can consume more. Right, right. I mean, there's there's a passage where Franklin is talking to Hathaway and it's where Franklin is kind of starting to come around to the idea that these um, subliminal messaging kind of giant concrete billboards are being set up everywhere. Um, you know, where Hathaway says like, you know, leisure can't be allowed. We're going to be talking about work on Sunday. Everyone will have three jobs all of a sudden. And that to me felt, you know, very much like, you know, the whole idea of, you know, hey, if you're a professional, you might still need a side hustle to make the payments on your credit card debt. Um, You know, that felt very 21st century, even though, as you're saying, there is the economy is kind of this like market Stalinism where there's like one brand of cigarettes. And that doesn't feel very, you know, like the world we live in. But but the, the sort of debt economy and the 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 idea of working constantly and not having leisure because that's almost scary is, you know, feels pretty prescient to me. Yeah. And I think another, that, that, that is incredibly prescient. I think what's interesting is the way that it's, it's very much a mid-century imagining of those pressures because mm-hmm. I think the key thing that you and I experience is this is, this, this story is so much, it's so fixated on consumer goods like TVs and washing machines and also cars, which are a higher, sort of a higher grade durable good, I guess. Mm-hmm. But like the key thing is that's what drives the sort of debt and is sort of being pressed upon people are all of these doodads. And I think the, rea- the reality and you know, your lifetime and mine has been the price of doodads, not cars, but the price of most doodads like TVs. Mm-hmm 
or do that if it didn't exist, like computers and phones, that, mm-hmm. you know, the price has gone down and the quality has gone up. And that's one of the, like, from a consumer's point of view, one of the, one of the quote unquote good things about the world mm-hmm. we live in. But what has become crippling for us is the cost of things that you sort of needed a bedrock level, like housing, healthcare, and education. Right. And, you know, not, not to, not to fault Ballard for not understanding that it's very much a sort of mid century way of looking at it. Cause it's like, well, you know, in the, in the fifties and sixties, they were building so much housing stock. Right. Um, he's, he's, he's writing from a social democracy at this time and, and, you know, is going to, you know, in a, in a way I, I feel like kind of didn't maybe saw that becoming twisted and perverted as like a, you know, way of controlling people. But I don't think you can imagine like a world without you know, government safety nets, um, even if those are kind of scary and, and sinister sometimes in his stories. Um, you know, like you said, he's writing from an England that's spending money on housing stock and building up the NHS and things like that. Yeah, he's imagining a world because like the world that he saw at this is the key thing was one of just immense development. Like he's obsessed with infrastructure development that comes mm-hmm. up in a ton of his work is, you know, the new highway overpasses, the new airport. um, that you know and so that becomes the thing that's terrifying whereas we live in a world of sort of like a refusal to develop infrastructure refusal to develop housing and all of it just becomes simultaneously more expensive and shitty Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah this ballard is the writer who more than anyone else i think makes me think of what they always say on the trash future podcast about how we've like produced the late soviet union but shittier and more expensive under late capitalism. Um, you know, I, I feel like that's one of the things that, that Ballard kind of, you know, at least in some of his fiction, foresaw. Hey, everyone. What you just heard is a preview of our latest exclusive episode. To hear the rest and to access our entire catalog of exclusive content, as well as our patrons-only Discord chat, become a patron at patreon.com slash podsidepicnic. That's where you can support our work and make sure you get access to everything we do. Patreon.com slash Podside Picnic.